You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. We hope always entertaining, certainly informative, oh, and always free. You're tuned into tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And while Chris is fighting through a cold and I'm fighting through a throbbing foot after a little bit of minor surgery on it, uh, we're just good to go. We can hit you in the head and that'll take your mind off your foot. You know, that will, because the Motrin hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just see what happens. We'll, we'll fight our way through because, as we say in showbiz, is that what we're in, showbiz? Something like that. The show must go on. And the only way for the show to go on is for our listeners to participate on the show. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns, help for another listener, tech rage, anything at all that you want to share with us. We want to hear from you. And if you've got any questions ever about anything involving consumer technology, let us answer it for you. Don't be Googling stuff. Just let us be your search engine. Yeah? Sure. We can do that. And we're glad to help anytime, 24-7, by the way, at your leisure. And then you can tune in the next week's show and hear your call. We do want to hear you. And, of course, we send you prizes when you participate. But we that's do. secondary. Mostly you make the show. Call in. Right. And, of course, we have many ways to participate. You could uh, use the free Into Tomorrow app and use that Message to Studio button. Now, this is an app that uh, works for both uh, Apple devices and Android devices. Yeah, and on yeah. Windows 11 PCs through Android because they now allow Android apps on Windows 11 PCs. Truism. Yeah. Or? Or you could uh, hit the Ask Dave microphone at our website at intotomorrow.com. Or you could uh, use Wait, the old... that's, a, that's a little red thing. It's a little red microphone, and it says Ask Dave on the right-hand side of your browser, sometimes lower right, yeah. depending on what device. But on any device that has a browser and a microphone. Right. So you're not limited to just your computer or your laptop, desktop, or, or a tablet or smartphone. Which really is the only things that have browsers and microphones. But Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. But anything. Yeah. Got it. Or you could actually pick up the phone, uh, you know, like we used to do in olden days of actually making phone calls. <laughs> in olden days, yeah. <laughs> uh, dial 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. All righty. Now, important reminders. Every week, multiple times, we tell folks to remember... To back up your spam filters and check your data? It, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want to back up your spam filter. You want to check your spam filter frequently... And back up your data. And back up your oh, data. Got it. Right, because in the spam filter, you'll find stuff from your long-lost friends that wondered why they never wrote to you anymore, or your family, or grandma, she's still alive, <laughs> whatever. But your data that's important to you should be backed up. And there's so many ways. If you need any input or advice on any of that, 
let us know and we'll help. Yeah, and if you're like me and you have your iPhone set to uh, block unknown callers, you might want to go back every once in a while and check voicemail because you know, I did that recently and I saw that I had a blocked voicemail from from somebody that was calling called me a year and a half ago to check on me and see if I was okay after you know fighting coronavirus <laughs> and they just happened to be calling from a new phone so I didn't you know I see. So I wonder if I was wondering now if maybe they thought I'm dead since I well and they been pro- a year and a half and I didn't call them back. They probably also emailed you and they ended up in spam probably. You see why we have these. <laughs> important reminders it's because we love our audience and we want to help platform exclusive content is one of the best ways to pump hardware sales and kanye west uh, sorry i mean yay since that's what he's (laughs) apparently known as now yeah um, he announced via instagram that his new album donda 2 quote will only be available on my own platform the stem player not on apple amazon spotify or youtube as he wrote in another post, today artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Now, the stem player is 200 bucks, so yep. <laughs> apparently I just won't be able to hear Ye's new album. Darn. Darn. I know. You had even marked your calendar. Yeah. Darn. Well, because 200 bucks. Yeah. But it's time to not have to spend so much money for listening to music. But he wants 200 well, bucks. Well, the reason he put it on his own player is to get around all these other platforms yeah. taking such a big cut from the artists. True, which is very unfair to artists. Come yeah. on. I mean, let's face it. We, we've said all along for all of our 27 years, if you have a particular artist, group, singer, whatever, that you really like, why would you steal from them? You want to support them so they produce more music that you like. So it's not that you're stealing from them in terms of, you know, unless it's a piracy thing, but you certainly want them to continue. It's like, oh, I want to hear more from this group or this singer or whatever. So to that extent, that's true. Where all, all these middlemen slash women slash whatever um, are taking a lot of money from you and not sharing it all, certainly not even sharing a majority of it with the artists that are your favorite artists. So I I can't disagree with yay on that one. (laughs) Roku leader Anthony Wood recently told analysts when discussing the growth of smart TVs that customers with older TV sets will continue, he says, to buy dongles, as will those whose sets don't include all the apps they want. The average lifespan of a smart TV, by the way, is seven years. That's longer than I thought. Yeah, well, and I think I want to say I remember him talking about that kind of stuff when we had him on at at IFA two or three years ago. That's right. We did have him on. And his whole point was even these smart TVs, no TV has every app you could possibly want. Most of them are, are playing catch up and they're adding a lot of apps, but nobody's got everything. There's so many things. In fact, my foot doctor who did this surgery earlier was talking about people can't believe he still pays for cable. He says, yeah, I use some streaming apps, too. But he says, but I'm a news hound, so I want all the different news channels. And and he said, yeah, I want cable. And, and it's a sad state of affairs that I'm spending too much money for it. He said, but I get cable and faster Internet, uh, cable TV and faster Internet with my cable service. So why not? And I went, well, until you don't, then, yeah, keep it up. Well, and if you didn't, He doesn't use Comcast, fortunately. Well, and if you didn't get cable TV included in your you know, association fees for your community, would yeah. you have cable? No. <laughs> because there's so many other sources. Why would I? Exactly. It, it, but it is included, even though I'm president of our own homeowners association, but because we spend way too much money 
unfortunately, with Comcast, with a and you mean, and, long-term agreement. And Comcast won't give you a discount if you cut a, you know, one or two residents out? Yeah. No. <laughs> and we have many residents that say, haven't done it. I mean, I was on satellite TV, both different providers, until they both sucked, uh, for many years. And I didn't use any of the cable TV. Still got charged for it. Not me, but through my maintenance fees, got yeah. charged for it. And I know you've used all the services because it was just, what, two or three months ago that uh, you know I finally took the Voom satellite dish off the side of your house. <laughs> show and- of hands. Who remembers Voom? Were they like 25 years ago? I think you had them the first few years of the show. Gosh. <laughs> Long time ago, but very they short were, lived. Were, I want to say they were the first high-definition satellite service. I think so. Really? We didn't throw that dish away until no. recently? <laughs> it was because you got a new shed, and I was helping you put a new shed outside. <laughs> oh, and it was it, in the way. In order to make room for it, you had to take the Voom dish off your house. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I drew, I drew a tear yeah. because it was like a piece of technology, history. But you still have your, your DirecTV and your, and your dish dishes, which you don't use either of those either. Yeah, that's true. But we do have HughesNet, which we do use right. for internet. <laughs> yeah. Not fast internet. Well, 25 meg is not bad. It's enough to be our backup, which, you know, with AT&T, we've had to go to many times. Yeah, (laughs) true. But otherwise, it's AT&T. Fiber 1 gig, which is far gooder than 25 meg. Yeah. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Talking about streaming (laughs) and things. So if your smart TV, which, again, surprising to me, lasts an average of seven years, is not smart enough you may be changing it anyway, but make sure if, in fact, you shop for a smart TV that you get something that's got a plethora of apps or the ability to add many more. Some TVs just limit you. Well, that's dumb. Don't buy that brand next time. They need to open it up, their platforms, and get anything and everything you want to keep you watching their smart TV. So there. Okay. All right. If there was ever any doubt about just how much of a threat TikTok poses to Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg recently cleared things up when he cited the competitor as the reason Facebook lost users for the first time ever. Now the company is ready to push its TikTok clone into more parts of its social network. Oh, poor Mark. (laughs) Uh, The company has already been experimenting with putting reels in users' feeds that used to be known as news feeds. Yeah. And of course, reels, R-E-E-L-S, reels, like news reels, (laughs) joke, is what Fakebook calls their competitor to TikTok. Right. It started on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it then moved to Facebook here in the U.S. You know, for the last few months. Right. And has now been pushed out globally. And mind you, there's still only, as I recall, 30 seconds. So people yeah. who are on TikTok who have, what, three minutes, I believe, to mm-hmm. post something up to three minutes – only have 30 seconds on Reels, well, and Zuck want, is complaining about them well, being competitors? Why, this is why you go to TikTok and you'll see videos, you know, part one, part six, oh, part yeah. 22. Well that's, like, <laughs> well, that's absurd, too. And, yeah, if, and, I, if I ever see anything that says part one or if it says wait till the end, I scroll right past. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with the wait till the end nonsense, because most of the time lately... There's nothing happening. Yeah, well, they just want to get another click of, yeah. of another view, and it's just stupid. I'll either scroll right past it or I'll quickly click on the comments and see if anybody else says, I waited for nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's you know, three minutes I will never get back. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. I'll just go keep moving then. But all right, we were back, yeah, to, back to Reels. So, in addition to placing Reels at the top of users' feeds, the company will allow users to share Reels inside of Stories and enable users to turn Stories posts into Reels. 
Uh, Facebook Watch, which has typically focused on longer form video, will also host Reels content. Facebook uh, Watch, never heard of that one. Yeah, that's uh, there was a, a show I watched on there uh, last year. That's been you know it's been canceled, but uh, Mike Rowe had a show on there. Returning the favor It was a half hour show, and it was available oh. only on Facebook Watch. So is that like that's trying like, to compete with YouTube? Of, it's sort of like their streaming service, I guess, in a way. Jeez, oh, yeah. Any okay. video that's posted on Facebook can be accessed through Facebook Watch. Oh. Including, there's been a lot of original content that even Facebook has produced. That Returning the Favor was a Facebook-produced show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe we should put a little something about Into Tomorrow on Facebook Watch, if I can find it. And we'll see if anybody watches. I think so. Okay. So there's Facebook Watch now, yeah. too. Interesting. Wow. Uh, Nicola is an Android child that can express six human emotions. Thanks to a complex system of 29 pneumatic actuators that govern how artificial muscles move. Meanwhile, six additional actuators control Nicola's head and eyeballs. Nicola is said to be the first example of validated Android-expressed happiness, sadness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. It could open the door to more advanced research in social psychology and social neuroscience. Hmm. So we'll wait and see. Maybe we can interview Nicola. Maybe. Maybe not. A medical student in India has come under scrutiny after he was allegedly caught cheating with a micro-Bluetooth device believed to be surgically implanted into his ear. Oh, gee. Surgically implanted, yeah. not just an earbud. Yeah. Oh, well, it, God. it was the student's final attempt to clear the exam after repeatedly failing it since getting admission into the college 11 years ago. According to the dean at the medical oh, college... Wait, wait, wait. Back that up. He was admitted to this college 11 years ago. Yeah. And he had continued to fail, no doubt, because yeah. he's still in this college for 11 years. Yeah. So he implanted a Bluetooth receiver in his ear. Yeah. Uh, According to the dean at the medical college, the student was appearing for the exam at the Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical College when he was found with a mobile phone in the inner pocket of his pants, which was connected to a Bluetooth device. After questioning uh, by the college officials, one official reportedly said that he had a skin-colored micro-Bluetooth device fixed in his ear by an ENT surgeon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and what ear, nose, and throat surgeon is going to actually do that? Well, this is India. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> and Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Medical Memorial College. Ma- don't they make rice? Uh, I don't know. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. I guess. Um, but so he failed? Yeah. Well, obviously, he was caught cheating. <laughs> so now 12 years in this college yeah. if they didn't kick him out altogether. Yeah. Wow. I just, you know, think if you, you know, I, I wouldn't want a doctor that's been in the medical college for 11 years. No, I wouldn't either. I guess that's something you should ask any new doctor you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, like just, it was fun. Again, another quick um, side note about this uh, podiatrist who took care of my foot earlier today um you know i'm having to take off my shoes and socks and it was it's my left foot which is where i carry my ankle holster since i've been a police officer for so many years and he he starts off with please don't shoot the doctor i mean not don't shoot me please don't shoot the doctor and he knows i'm a former police officer and i carry legally etc etc and i said well i don't know how much is this going to hurt he said I'll use some extra stuff in, from this needle so it won't hurt at all, I hope. Just a little pressure. Uh, okay. He says, but let's put it aside because <laughs> please don't shoot the doctor. So, so he didn't just pull it out mafia style? Well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you've refused to see any. Pi- I, I was taking not. pictures no, all along, look. which no, I won't post because they're gross. Um, and you refuse to look at them. I do. I even offered to send them to a couple of friends, and they went, "No thanks." Having lunch, and I went, "Well, just think of it as tomato sauce." No. But anyway, so but so don't shoot the doctor. I tell you what, that's enough of tech news now. Dennis in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, downloads every single week our free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Dennis. Several years ago, you turned me on to a small uh, AM-FM radio recorder to, made by C-Crane. It was a CC witness. Ah. Uh, I've fallen in love with it, and I've destroyed the one that I have. But Seacrane uh, no longer makes those. I was wondering if you knew of any other manufacturer that had something similar. I've become emotionally attached to the thing now, and it's not available anymore. Any help that you could give me, I'd appreciate. Wow, Dennis, fond memories I have as well. Not only did Seacrane always make a bunch of cool stuff, but that particular radio. Yeah, that was that was really cool. AM-FM radio recorders, unfortunately, have pretty much died out. Between podcasts and streaming audio giants, there hasn't been a great deal of demand for a recorder lately. I mean, even shows like ours have been podcasting, therefore archiving all of our shows since we started almost 27 years ago. So folks could always go back and listen. Like, for example, Dennis, you want to hear your call and our response, you can listen at your convenience. But now having said that, there may still be one niche type of device that can help you. And a few regular listeners record AM or FM radio these days. But shortwave band enthusiasts still want to record that broadcast from Japan or Australia that they were able to pick up with their homemade antennas. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, That means that some, but definitely not all, shortwave radio receivers still include a recording feature. Now, the quality will vary, and we really need to stress that it's still the minority of shortwave radios that include this. So check carefully. But that might be the way to go if you want to retain that functionality. Yeah. Let us know, Dennis, if that helped or stay tuned because other listeners are the best and they might have other suggestions for you. Let us know what you end up going with because it'll certainly help others all the way into tomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductible you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Thank you. 
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need some help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you just like they helped us. Just go to B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. And stay tuned. In just a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Sean Gunn, the CEO and co-founder of a company called Play with two L's. Uh, they've developed a platform that gives casual gamers the chance to put their passion to, for gaming to the test and cash in. Yeah, it's really pretty cool. You want to make money while you're gaming? This is an option you should listen to by all means. Our dentists tell us to brush twice a day for two minutes. Brushing your teeth anywhere, anytime can be fast and convenient. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's our buddy Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. What if you could brush your teeth anywhere? What if you didn't have to bother with toothpaste and water and a sink? Imagine being able to brush all your teeth in just seconds while you're driving your car or even riding in an elevator. That's the idea behind the new Sea Wash from the Italian company Plus Biomedicals. The control module connects to a U-shaped plastic channel that looks a lot like a mouth guard for sports. The channel has tiny bristles that oscillate from vibrations in the control module. You can set it for either a 30-second or 60-second treatment. And you don't need toothpaste or water. The mouthpiece has xylitol and menthol embedded in, and small amounts are released each time you brush. Xylitol helps kill bacteria and the menthol freshens your breath. The sea wash is only available in Italy for now, but we can hope that they will go international soon. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. Always coming up with very cool stuff. I'd like to try that myself, so let's hope it does get here. Be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks in advance for calling in, for participating on the program, because your calls, your help for other listeners sharing your tech rage, whatever the case, really makes the show each and every week. Yes, of course, we've got great guests and some tech news that we share and all kinds of other stuff, but our audience participating is very important, and not just because we share prizes with you from a lot of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the program always sending us cool things to share with you, but because we love hearing from you, and you make the program, as I mentioned. You can do that very easily any number of ways. One is the old-fashioned way. If you still use your phone 
as a phone, go figure. You can call us at 800-899-INTO. Anytime at your convenience, 1-800-899-4686. You can use the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your app store, Into Tomorrow. While you're at it, give us five stars and a nice review. We love that. Oh, and we send prizes for those kind of things, too. Did I mention that? And then just mash the message to studio button. Or another very easy way that a lot of folks are using these days, on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your PC, if you have a shoe phone, whatever, as long as you've got a browser and a microphone, you can hit that Ask Dave button and participate that way. Either way, let us hear from you. Powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, our next guests develop a platform that gives casual gamers the chance to put their passion for gaming to the test and even cash in. The co-founder and CEO of a company called Play with Two L's is Sean Gunn. Sean, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, first of all, any time you got our attention with, if you can cash in with something, that's certainly a, a good sign. But what, first of all, do you guys consider a casual gamer? Yeah, so a casual gamer to us is really me and you, right? At one point, we were big-time gamers, but we had no no plan or maybe not necessarily skills to be a professional esports. Uh, player. So it's it's folks that play three or four of their favorite video games on Xbox or PS or other platforms each week and do it for fun. And we've created a technology and a service that allows you to uh, win cash through peer-to-peer wagering. Very cool. I mean, that's what, right on your website at play with two L's dot M-E, play dot me, is uh, play head-to-head and get paid. Uh, another attention getter. It's almost like sex. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> I have something to sell you. But it certainly gets folks' attention. Well, first of all, why is waging and bettering uh, and betting in video games an opportunity even? Yeah, well, I think a couple of things. I think uh, players have long uh, wanted to kind of put their skills to the test for a prize or for cash, right? And yeah. I think in the past, it's just not been on really solid legal uh, foundation with states and countries internationally. Well, that's changed over the last you know three years, four years. Um, the U.S. has made some rulings with our Supreme Court that have opened up that that path. And um, like all things in uh, the U.S., uh, it's a state by state um, kind of a decision. So today we can freely operate in about 38 states legally. And uh-huh. we have all the bells and whistles built into our platform from a regulatory perspective to understand what states and geography and age gating and all that good stuff. So our goal is to make a safe and transparent kind of environment. We are not per se playing the house, if you will. We're just <laughs> bringing two players together that want to do that. I think the second piece is as we all gain more leisure time, right? And, and many of the tech uh, pundits have uh, told us this would happen. Um, that now users want to find a way to drive uh, revenue or, or um, cash back into their bank accounts to do, uh, you know, the block and tackling, you know, pay their rent and have some some uh, entertainment dollars. So I think this economy will start to grow even bigger as uh, players understand this is an option for them. Well, let's hope so. And, and I think this is a good way, perhaps. I mean, if you're not against gambling of any sort, and if, you're, if you are, well, fine, don't do it. Uh, but, if, but if you are finding an opportunity to say, I'll bet you I can beat you at that game, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that with a friend uh, sitting on the couch, let alone somebody across the country, and have some fun with it? And I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of your idea here. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we give users the ability to uh, play their favorite titles, uh, create a match, if you will, on our system. So mm-hmm. age-old use case we use is two players. One uh, player wants to play Call of Duty, which is a pretty popular game. Yeah. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of. Um, and they can send a match through our system to their friends. Um, and we handle all the um, bells and whistles of making that safe and um, compliant through our FinSer tech- technology. Uh, or they can kind of post that for the public on our platform. So people they don't know um, can uh, say, hey, I'll, I think I could beat you for 20 bucks in Call of Duty. And then we'll do all the things to make sure they get paid and it's safe. So are both players of age? Are you in a, a legal state? Um, does the other player have the cash in their play <laughs> wallet to, to pay you, right? Which is a big, big problem, right? What sure. we've cleaned up is uh, sometimes, Dave, you and I would find each other online uh, and decide to wager 10 bucks, uh, and you'll pay me on PayPal, right, when I beat you. And that kind of never happens, right? That friction <laughs> uh, kind of people welch, you know, especially when we put guys predominantly in, in betting. Uh, we, we don't often live up to our promises on the on the payment side. So play takes all that out of the equation, right? So we make sure you get paid. We make sure it's legal. And we make sure that you have uh, plenty of opportunities to kind of win additional dollars. I think that's very cool. So can I assume then that the way you make your money to stay in business is that you take a little piece of that action, if you will, uh, in as the house? Yeah, we do it in an interesting way, right? Um, we, we also have, as me being a gamer, I thought it was always, whether it's sports betting or video gaming, pretty terrible when you uh, bet someone 20 bucks or put 20 bucks on the game, and then there's this percentage that comes off, right? And <laughs> it's called the VIG or the service fee. So uh, with blockchain technology, we've created our own uh, play token. And so we sell those tokens to users in different uh, formats. Uh, Some are subscription, some are on demand. And that's how we make our money. And that token is kind of the quarter in the arcade, if you will. You use that to join a match, create a match. It'll be used for other things in the future. Um, But then when you and I bet that 20 bucks and there's a $40 pot uh, and you beat me, you get $40. So no matter if you bet today a dollar or $200, right now it's still one token for each player. And so users are starting to figure out there's a cost analysis, right? I can kind of win money but still have to pay this small utility fee to the platform. Um, And so that's how we make our dollars. Of course, we do other cool stuff like sponsorship and have now more brands starting to be interested in, um, so there's ways for us to kind of create that monetization for ourselves, but give the user the ability to um, make make even more money, which is uh, use, user enjoyment is our goal, right? Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing a good job at that. Do you have a lot of folks playing currently? How new is this? Uh, are you uh, gaining other subscribers very frequently? How is that working? Yeah. So we in the last year, as we went commercial, uh, we've now gone from about zero to 150,000 nice. uh, users on the platform. And I think that'll scale. And that's our kind of direct consumer offering through our iOS app. Um, we've also just recently made some announcements. We're going to uh, launch a enterprise version of our service with our artificial intelligence and fin- fintech uh, capabilities where we embed that directly into the game. So in the very near future, uh, you can play your favorite game without having to download our app. It'll be integrated right into that experience. Uh, so our first uh, partner we've announced there is a company called Hashcube that has about 20 million users globally. Nice. And so uh, business is scaling very nicely from that perspective. And we think there's many more of those deals we'll 
execute uh, over the next 15 months. And in my introduction of you, we talked about uh, powered by artificial intelligence, and you just mentioned AI again. How does play leverage AI? Where does that come in? Yeah, so there's uh, today's version, which you find in a gaming space uh, before we were able to get to a level where we could integrate or have the opportunity to integrate directly. We wanted to be able to create this opportunity without having to rely on publishers, as they call it, the game manufacturers to do a deal with a small company. Sometimes it takes a little while longer. So the artificial intelligence technology we created allows us to get our users to stream their matches. And that's a very common thing with gamers, uh, platforms like Twitch, who's an integration partner of ours, YouTube, many others. Uh, players will play their favorite title and stream it for others to understand how they play, get little tips and tricks, or maybe they're influencers and have derived a pretty big following. And so when that streaming takes place, which is where we induce our AI technology, so we've integrated with Twitch, and we kind of live on top of that video stream as you're playing your favorite game. And we're using AI to pull out the data attributes that are important for us to understand who's winning on a frame-by-frame or second-by-second basis so we can understand and remove that fraud capability. Uh, But also we're doing things like pulling out behavioral data. So, you know, Dave, how do you play a certain player in a certain situation? What are your wager habits in those moments? And as you can well imagine, over time, this is going to be some pretty rich data that um, brands, uh, game publishers, you know, uh, console players, they would all want to understand not just the games you play, but um, how much money are you wagering? And are you a whale or um, a kind of smaller player? So I think we see a big opportunity for analytics around our players out of this uh, AI and machine learning tech. But that's how we're using it today. Cool. And and for the record, I want to assume that you're maintaining people's privacy and just sort of uh, getting this information for those obvious reasons, um, but not giving away my info. Exactly. So a couple of things we've done um, in my background, I've dealt with a lot of big data and location data companies. And so uh, one thing we've done is we don't collect any Uh, financial data or personal identifiable data. So we let our larger partners, folks like PayPal um, on that side of the fence, who already have your data and are securing it. Um, So we we create the money movement uh, through that process. On the kind of player data, we anonymize uh, that data as we're collecting it. So while your location of your home or game uh, environment is separate from data that shows, you know, how you played and what games you play. So if we do have any type of uh, hacking events, um, it's really not valuable unless you can kind of meld it all together. We do a good job of keeping that separate. Terrific. Sean, pardon the interruption, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. we got to pay the bills and come right back and talk more with co-founder and CEO of Play with two L's at play.me, Sean Gunn. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away. There's much more to come. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the co-founder and CEO of Play, Sean Gunn. Looking into tomorrow, if you will, what is uh, uh, the Web3 use case for Play these days? Well, it's multifaceted. So uh, as you know, one, we've already started with the tokenization and a big piece of what Web3 and uh, decentralized finance is about is creating tokenized economies. Uh, we think that obviously we can take our utility token and, and proliferate that, but or even take it into our own crypto token. So that's an option for us in the future. I think what you'll see us do next is actually partnered with partner with big exchanges that are already in the crypto space and allow users to use various altcoins as a method to wager on our platform. That'll be the first entry point. The second piece, um, which is a big component of Web three, is the ability to. Uh, take a platform like ours and put it in many different places for users to engage with not just one centralized platform. And so you'll hear us make some announcements uh, probably in the next kind of 30 to 45 days around large scale streaming, interactive TV uh, type platforms, cloud gaming. Hmm. Um, And so think of play as powering uh, other environments where gamers are already kind of participating and us bringing our engagement and monetization to those bigger players and larger communities. Wow. It sounds like you're growing rapidly already, and that's good. And we're happy to be part of letting the world know about it. Do you have a particular uh, maybe majority of demographic type information? Who plays the most uh, with play.me? It's pretty split between our core focus uh, audience today. It's uh, we, we range really at the hyper level of 18 to 35. Um, and it's almost split down the middle from that kind of 18 to 27 and 27 to 35 year olds. We do see spikes on the types of games, right? And obviously seasonality plays a role. So we cover games like Madden football, hmm. uh, NBA 2K basketball. So users generally engage with them around those traditional seasons. Um, but I would say Call of Duty and Fortnite are really big titles for us and, and obviously already have large communities. We'll be adding another kind of 10 to 15 gaming titles uh, to the platform this year, uh, even outside of the, the things we plan to do directly with the gaming publisher. So there'll be a very big footprint and a lot of variety for uh, players to engage with. Wow, very cool. As you're talking, I keep hearing in my head, maybe we got to get you to do an into gaming feature on the show each week or something. We'll talk about that off the air, but it's fascinating the kinds of things that you guys are into and the growth that you're seeing. And I think that's terrific. We invite our audience to visit play with two L's, P-L-L-A-Y dot me, the dot me domain. Is that a country? Uh, I forget. No, it's just we're us being cheeky. Okay. Uh, trying to get people to, to be versus against each other, play it out in me. So, yeah, got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, yeah, clearly. A, a lot of uh, different domains in the last few years, uh, 27 years we've been on the air and, and watching all these things transpire, end up being countries, of course, but it worked out mm-hmm. for them. Uh, so, but in this case, it's a, an actual legit domain, dot me. So, play, P L L A Y, dot me. Sean Gunn, the co founder and CEO of Play, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. And let's stay in touch because there's certainly more to talk about. Oh, thank you for having us. Uh, and if any of your your uh, listeners uh, tap in or viewers, we'd love to uh, hear from them directly and give them a little giveaway. So we we'll, oh. would love to follow back with you on that. Very good. Well, we'll certainly stay on top of that with you. Sean Gunn, the co-founder and CEO, play.me. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come as we bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network.
Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Here's an Into Tomorrow tech fact I personally found interesting. On average, there's only one reply per 12 million spam emails sent. There shouldn't be any. I know. There shouldn't even be that one. So be careful. Avoid the spam. But check your spam filters and back up your important data. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite Internet. If you'd like more info, text RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Joe in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, listens online and with the free Into Tomorrow podcasts and streaming, sends us this email. He says, I play acoustic guitar and would be interested in how to get a good recording of one using a desktop and what kind of microphone is good for recording guitar. Oh, good question, Joe. You're going to have have lots and lots of options here. And in the end, it may come down to your personal preference. If you want a standalone microphone, something like a $100 Shure SM57, what a workhorse over the years. We've used a lot of them. It'll work very well for you. In fact, we have several even still around our studios that we use for various projects. But keep in mind that you're only buying the microphone for that price. You will also want a stand and a mixer, recorder, uh, or interface to connect it to a computer. Now, if you have a little more to spend, Shure's SM81 is specifically made to record instruments. So it would probably do a very nice job for you, but that'll cost you 400 bucks. Now, you'll also find microphones that mount to the guitar's body. Those are a little more controversial since they keep the guitar from resonating freely. So some people think they're bad. Others think they're great for the convenience. The good ones tend to not be cheap, though, so expect at least a couple of hundred dollars. An acoustic guitar self-adhesive transducer can cost you as little as 15 bucks, while electric pickups for your guitar can cost you a couple of hundred as well. Now, if you're going with something permanent, don't do it yourself, unless your guitar is very cheap and disposable. Oh. Uh, because it's very easy to ruin the sound of an instrument by cutting into it or gluing things to it. So you'll probably want to pay a professional, and you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point in general for any kind of instrument. If you're not really sure what you're doing, and this is an instrument that is not cheap, don't do it yourself. I mean, there's a lot of DIY stuff available, including for this recording and all that kind of stuff, but you really want to be very, very careful. And, you know, I like how you said, unless your guitar is disposable and cheap, because if you ruin it, 
you got to just toss it because there's not much else you could do. Yeah, because adding anything to these can change the acoustics very easily. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these guitars are specifically shaped just to get that perfect sound. Yep. And even though it may affect somewhat the tone or the tonal quality inside the acoustic portion of your guitar... I think I tend to agree with a lot of the folks that say, yeah, but it does so much better to record and the ability to hear all the sounds and rich. So, I mean, there's that side of the coin, too. Let us know, Joe, what you end up going with, because it'll help other listeners as well. And let's meet at intotomorrow.com.